0: Thank you The are off to their worst start sin- in MLS since 2012. Chris Armis's return to Red Bull Arena didn't go quite as planned, and Jefferson Soteldo's debut, it wasn't that magical debut that we were all hoping for. Welcome back to another edition of the Wake in the Red Weekly post-game show, presented by our friends at Footy Talks. My name is Michael Singh, and uh, glad to be joined here by my... Uh, Co-host today, Jeffrey P. Nesker and special guest Tej. What's going on, boys? Oh,
1: it's uh it's it's a good start to the Saturday. Uh you know, full of piss and vinegar this this weekend.
2: <laughs> um yeah. Uh Club in Crisis, right? Am I right, guys? Club in Crisis. Uh
0: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we're there yet, but uh we can we can get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um let's talk, let's dive right into things. Let's talk about the starting eleven Toronto FC throughout today. Obviously, in a two it up. nothing loss to the New York Red Bulls. So in goal, you had Alex Bono once again, Richie Larea, Omar Gonzalez, Chris Mavinga, Oro, Michael Bradley, Ralph Preso, Mark Delgado, Nick DeLeon, Jaden Nelson, Iowa Canola. So you know, not too many changes from from midweek that we saw in the CONCACAF Champions League. Once again, Chris Armas going with some continuity there. Um, Jaden Nelson was obviously a new surprise. Uh, Ralph Preso, again, checking the back into the midfield in the middle. And for me, and I talked about this on our pregame kind of, uh, what do you call it, Twitter spaces with Mike Newell. But for me, the biggest surprise was once again seeing Alex Bono in net. What did you gentlemen make of Alex Bono and what did you make of the starting 11 as a whole? I guess we'll start with you.
1: Yeah. I can start with the Alex Bono thing. I mean, even if you're Alex Bono is your number one goal, even if he is absolutely the guy that you're going to, you know, go with number one, you've decided that like there's some rotation, right? Like there should be, there should be some rotation, like between, or one and year, two in a congested schedule. Like, it, it's not that we're two weeks away from our next match. And so it's like, you know, um, there's another turnaround on Wednesday. They just like this Wednesday. And it just seems to be that he forgot Quentin Westberg exists. Like, because it didn't make sense. Like, even when uh, Clint Irwin uh, had the number one spot and Alex Bono started creeping in, you remember Greg Vanny always Good found show, a Tash. way to, to keep Clint Irwin like, in the rotation. Like, you could see Bono was taking the spot. You could see that it was starting to shift. But there was always this, like, he's going to get the midweek fixtures, as we call them, um, or, you know, the the lesser games. But it's all bonus, which is really surprising. I, I'm, And then you hate to think, Jeff, that, like, the injury bug has hit Quentin and maybe his hands are tied. Like, you know, maybe there's not something, that, you know. I, I, I know you, we can't see them practice as much as we, um, you know, you would normally get to, Mike. Like, I know you're at the training ground all the time. But so it's, it's a little... Um, I'm looking for an answer there. That's dumbfounding to oh, one Ted, goalie to be getting that many starts.
0: I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad that you said you're looking for an answer because, buddy, we got an answer here straight from Chris Armis. Jeff, why don't we pull that
2: up? <laughs> All right, let's okay. do it. Wow, we're going yeah, early. Some,
0: some post-games and You guys haven't kept a clean sheet yet. Um, Quentin Westberg was this team starter for the past two seasons. What does he have to do to sort of get a, get a look here and goal?
3: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good question, and it's it's it, you know coming into this this year, we <laughs> I knew that after speaking to you know some of the personnel here that things were tight in that position, and and Quinton clearly was the starter last year, and, and and then circumstance has it where Alex is given an opportunity, um, and uh, where where Quinton wasn't with us for the first part of the Champions League. Um, first first series and then if we if we really talk through it quickly you know we we beat a mexican team we beat leon uh the chances you know we weren't given probably much chance to 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 do what we did and and we thought that alex was a really um big part of that if you think about leg two he makes a big save at the very end um and then it since then you know, it's, there's some set pieces and things in there, where even, even today, I don't think we give him much chance. So it's, we're evaluating all the time and we think he's done, we think he's done well, um, to be fair, because we've, and we have given up goals. So, and and, and and like our defenders and our strikers, he's part of that. So listen, to answer your question, what does he, what does, Quinton is a, a top team and he's a top professional and a top uh, teammate that like he's. He's a pro. He shows up every day. He's playing well. This is a position on our team that is very competitive right now. So, what Quentin has to do is keep doing what he's doing. He's doing well, and we'll make the decisions. And we're, you know, it's a constant
0: uh, evaluation. Are we done we here? Call- we're done here. yeah.
2: <laughs> um, can I be the first to call bullshit on that answer? Like <laughs> that's a, that's, a no, that's the biggest no answer answer I've ever. <laughs> he's doing great in training. The guy we're starting is letting in, like you know, he's letting in absolutely every shot that comes through. But what he's got to keep doing is being better than the guy that absolutely sucks the bag right now. I'm sorry, I, like I'm trying not to say a lot because I'm okay. I'm, I'm,
0: uh, before we yeah, yeah, before we get carried right away there, what was you guys, What was Chris Armour trying to say there? I guess I please tell me,
2: please tell me. Okay,
0: like because uh, it, it felt it, like it an really, evasion. Really, yeah. For sure, like he was clearly saying that Bono's earned his his minutes so far, for in his opinion right? He's clearly said that he did well in the Champions League and he's kind of taken this opportunity and that the goals that have gone in haven't been Alex Bono's fault. So he's saying that Alex Bono has done his job. Do either of you disagree with that? Vehemently.
2: You disagree with <laughs> just- that
0: Alex Bono hasn't has hasn't done his job?
2: Okay, one, I don't think I know what his job is anymore. So okay, and two um how can you He's done his job. Have we had a clean sheet? Have we had a win? I mean, call me crazy, but that seems to be that the two major factors that would that would sort of be against the 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 concept of him doing his job.
0: Again, you know, have there been a, has there been an egregious error from Alex Bono?
2: Tej, I'll let you take this one.
0: Yeah,
1: Mike, I don't know. I, I don't I don't. I'm an Alex Bono fan. Let me get that right off the bat. I, uh, years ago, when he took the net from Clint Irwin, I thought that was the right thing. He was the younger thing. I, I don't get that same confident um, gold swag from him right now. Um, I, I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Bono take it on a stat for stat basis, where like we had a comparable um, of Westberg playing with the with this line and Westberg playing with so many kids in front of him. I think it would be easier to judge apples to apples in that way. Um, you know, if, if Westbury comes in and he doesn't look like the second coming of Peter Schmeichel, I would say, yeah, okay, this is the team in front of them, and, and, and it's good. But um, I, I I would just disagree with Armas there. It's just, you know, uh, training is one thing. You can look dazzling in training, but uh, maybe one or – what he should have gotten one of these MLS starts. Or he, um, I, If you want to go with your top guy in Champions League, and you clearly decide was number one, I can live with that. Uh, I, Alex I can Bono live with that too. Won. You roll with the
2: hot hand. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, before Wait, before we get too ahead of ourselves, there's a comment here: Bono being blamed as a but scapegoat. But let me, That's let me, not what I'm doing. What I'm on, doing let, is let questioning. Me when, here, when,
0: okay. Let me chime in here. But he didn't. He didn't take a, like Champions League. The only reason why he started that, and at least from my impression, is that Quinton Westbrook missed the start of training camp due to personal reasons. Right. It wasn't that all of a sudden Alex Bono came in and he won. He won the job. Okay. And and Armis said that, and he said that in the past. So that that's 100% confirmed that Quinton Westberg missed the start of like, TFC training camp due to personal reasons. He was late to join the camp. So then you think back to that Club Leon match. And Alex Bono, nobody has any question marks about Alex Bono coming back out and starting that second leg for no, looked, Club Leon. looked, looked great. well i'm gonna
2: i'm gonna have questions if eight months from now after every press conference chris armis is like hey remember leon i know this was crap but do you remember (laughs) when we beat leon because it's starting to feel that way it's like hey chris do you have any thoughts about the game leon it was amazing right guys like i mean could you do you want to see a juggling act like it's it's getting to be enough already but anyway go ahead no, Sorry, no, I, to- I hear
0: that. I think again, I, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if we don't see Quinton Westberg on Wednesday. I was shocked today that we didn't see Quinton Westberg. With that, all of this being said, because he's been have season number one keeper the last two seasons. When he mm-hmm. has gone in the net, he hasn't lost his job whatsoever. In fact, he played so well the last <laughs> last season that Alex Bono came in and posted three straight clean sheets in his three appearances, and still wasn't able couldn't to take get the back job on the team sheet. Westberg. Yeah. yeah. That's how good of a goalie Quinton Westbrook has been for this side, and he absolutely deserves a look on this team. With that being said, I'm with you guys in the comments. Alex Bono is just being blamed as a sort of a scapegoat here. He is not the problem. Why this Toronto FC team is not winning? It's does sure it's definitely not Alex Bono's
2: Sure, but I game. but I have a problem when some when when the coach is asked a direct question, and we're we, we haven't won a game yet. We we haven't had a clean sheet yet, and and he has the gall to say that. Alex Bono is doing his job, right? Maybe in a myopic kind of like hardcore tactics sense, but that's evasion of a question, right? Like it, like the logic does not hold. You know what I mean? At the end of the I day, mean- you can't you can't say that. You can say, well, he's doing his job. You know, he's staying on his line. Well, he isn't. Uh, you know, last last game, right? Like I d- you know, it just it feels like an evasion. I'm not putting the blame squarely on Alex Bono's shoulders. I don't deal in absolutes. But I have a big issue with somebody telling me something that is the complete opposite of what my eyes are seeing, and then telling me that I, that essentially I'm stupid for asking the question. And that that's where I get that's where I get into. The, I think you're
0: lead, the, Yeah, I think you're a little, reading a little bit too far into our. No, system. no, 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 he no, no. Answer my question. Did he, well, he? Did he really? My question was: Does what does Quentin Westbrook have to do to get a look? And he said right. Quentin Westbrook has to keep doing what he's doing. He will get his look. But Alex Bono sort of deserved this this run of play. So before we get you like roll to with the hot hands,
2: you roll with the hot hands. But I mean, uh, it's has his hands has his hands been hot for the last two games? We do have another goalkeeper, right? Like sure. Sure. in the same. You, I mean, we all agree that we were shocked to not see him on the team sheet today because you know he's maybe one of the five guys that are healthy on TFC. So why not give him a, a run out on the pitch? Like it just it do, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't it unless. Unless he's gone, like you know what I mean, and they're just covering for his absence, it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Anyway. Yeah, for sure. I think we're yeah. all on the same page there that Quinta Westbrook yeah. does deserve a shot. um Tej, do you have one one more thing you want to chime in there before we move on?
1: No, it was just it was just the um, the the hot you know if it, he is a hot hand and take it. And again, as a, as a model as fan, there were, there were some other Michael just tactically troublesome things in that um, was it the <laughs> some Montreal game. <laughs> <laughs> Montreal or Vancouver game. It's uh, you know it's not small, but how how he got beat both times um, by playing so far. If this is the near post, he's almost guarding the field, uh, you know, lateral to the near post, right? And gave up such a wide angle on it. So that, that that seems to me like a goalie who's who's a little fighting himself. You know, we talk about it in hockey all the time, right? Guys who are battling their glove hand, they'll constantly take their glove hand out of the out of the equation, so that everything hits them in the chest because. You don't want to be beat glove side. Um, and then there were two or three goals uh, between the Vancouver and the Montreal game where I saw that he had gone way over. It was coming down his left and he completely went over to the near post to guard that. So any dive to the left would have been to save a ball that was clearly going out of bounds. And he gave up the entire right side. And where did he get beat on both times or all three times? On the right-hand side. So, hmm. so to me... So to me it's, you know, you almost got this like, hey, we, we gotta go over your game tape. We gotta go over your thing. You need to maybe take one game from the uh, the bench, which is a ready-made opportunity. So Armis mm-hmm. uh, is answer that, you know, he is on hand. I I would just the club Leon performance aside, like Jeff says we can't, you know, that can't be stretched thin to for the for till the end of time. I would just maybe ask them to take a little bit more look to, uh, at at just uh his technique right now too. I think there is a little bit of cause of concern. Aside from I'm not going to. I'd love to see Bono win this out, uh, if he is truly the number one goalie. But uh, I think that there are some mistakes that he can fix and and, and, and that you have a ready made opportunity for Westbrook to jump in. I think you're right, Michael, I would bet on I would bet the farm on Wednesday as well too, right? Based off of what we're seeing now.
0: Yeah, I think we spent Tesh, a bit too much time
2: on Well, we have we have one more comment that I that I wonder what you think about and it's well, he may or may not be the issue. It is a known strategy in sports to make a change in the keeper to get a reaction for the team, which to me points to yet another reason why we should see Westberg in goal yesterday. Uh I, do you agree with that? Do you do you think it's a it's too much of a generalization? Or
0: yeah, it's a bit of a hockey mentality for me. Okay, okay. I was just
2: about to say that. Yeah, mm.
1: I, I I know hockey coaches love that. I would back up in not because the starter was bad, but because you guys kept letting him down. And I just don't think that mm. adage works in soccer because backups in mm. hockey are supposed to be playing like a certain amount of game. But it's a fair comment, a decent comment. I, I would just disagree with that. A little bit of a hockey uh, tropism there.
2: Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. And again, like
0: like we know why Chris Armis is sort of giving Alex Bono the run of play here. He's 26 years old or 27 years old. Quentin Westbrook's 35. It's clear that Alex Bono would be a better long term solution for Toronto FC. So if he does Mm -hmm. get hot here, you know, you run with Alex Bono, not only for now, but for the future, right? Like that.
1: Mike, that's a good point. That's a, that's a, yeah. We, I know sometimes we just look at statistics and read the age out, and that's a, if Armas is thinking he's here for three, four years in a long run, it's you know, which one do you want to be married to for the next four years? Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Right? So we'll mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's something definitely something to keep an eye on as, as Chris Armas said, the team's always evaluating that. Let's just hope they evaluate it better on Wednesday, right? You know, there, <laughs> let's there, move there,
2: on. Let's move on. There's there, well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna generally move on right here. And maybe it's a segue, maybe it's just me ranting. But like all I hear is considerations for the future you know like bear, like one bird in the hand one in the bush is it, or two in the bush is is Bono going to be our guy is westy going to be our guy what about boots on the ground i mean we are we are making a mockery of ourselves right here so i don't really need to hear about who's going to lead us into this into this storied future anymore it, it the, you know what i mean like the, this can't be the conversation right like Boots on the ground. Let's fix. You know, there may not be a, a team <laughs> in three years if we keep playing like this, right? So, like, I just, you know, it's it's it, it it's it's massively frustrating to hear this like this sort of like uh, uh, distant kind of theoretical. Ma- sure. machinations you know like enough enough i i don't want those answers anymore i want you know what are we doing now not what are we doing later and 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 again i this is turning into a rant but i did want to sort of change the subject. next like <laughs> where yeah. do you want to go next <laughs>
0: no um okay. so one of the one of the mm-hmm. biggest problems for toronto fc in this match and quite frankly throughout the season has been careless turnovers oh my god and you know they've been punished a lot of the times because they have a lot of their players pressing up the field so on that note let's take a look at the first goal today um scored by Frankie Amaya his first goal for New York Red Bulls 20 years old and and we
2: we love gifting golazos to kids that aren't on our team but anyway here it is so
0: this this actually cuts out the giveaway but
2: oh I'm sorry well I mean blame it on New York Red Bulls
0: yeah that's the Red Bulls fault there guys um So clearly, you know, the ball gets cut back to the top of the box. Frankie Amaya comes in, clean strike, bottom left corner. Not much of a chance, ball. you can give Bono there. Um, but great strike by Frankie Amaya. But this, again, yeah. this cuts off what Sorry. we really want to talk about here. And that was... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We'll get better. We, I promise.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. On the on the right wing, the ball is played to Marky Delgado. Obviously, in a little bit of a tough spot. But he takes a risk. He takes a risk trying to let the ball run across his body as opposed to getting himself in front of the defender. Uh, Caden mm-hmm. Clark, who, wow, I've been... Wow, we'll get to more on him later. But Caden Clark <laughs> steps in, gets the ball, puts it in the middle, and then eventually the ball finds Frankie Amaya, and he makes no mistake. Again, that, that's a turnover by Toronto C that leads directly to a goal. A uh, narrative mm-hmm. that that's, we've seen far too often this season and something Chris Armist talked about. Yeah, go ahead, Taj.
1: Yeah, um, Mike. When when Jeff reached out to me and told me kind of the format of of this show, I, I started going back to the uh, Rewind Goals on my uh, on my TV there to watch. And um, I, you know, I was looking. I uh, wanted to make a list of scapegoats. Right, uh, who do we blame on each? <laughs> one and as as, as <laughs> I love to blame every you know anything on on, on uh, you know, TFC players right now, but. I almost thought that was just a perfect, perfect press from New York. Um, You're right. You're right. Hmm. Delgado could have taken one step towards and met that earlier. But I almost thought that uh, the way Gonzalez played it to him, it almost called for him because you could see it was going across his body. He, the ideal thing would have been to, to pick it up. He does that. He gets one touch on it, makes the turn, which is absolutely the right play, squares up, looks up. And the Red Bulls player came in with like blinding speed. A part of me was like, "Oh, okay, so that's how Chris Armas wants to suppress, right? Like, that,
3: <laughs> that's the fruition.
1: That's the fruition. Like, that's the fruition of the tactical style come to life. It was, yeah. You get me one split second of a pass that didn't receive perfectly, uh, not a mistake necessarily, but just not less than perfect. And yeah, less was, than
2: perfect. Yeah, less than Boom, perfect. Was lights all out. Godo
1: did there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that uh, not not my, my takeaway from that was not so much um, you know, that Delgado made a mistake or if there was someone to blame on that was uh, hats off to New York and, and and we maybe can see what Chris is envisioning. I, I think a separate discussion is to be had is does he have the personnel to play that way? You know, the speed of Fabio and... Um, sorry, you'll have to mention that guy's name again. Caden um, Clark. Caden Remember Clark. The, thank you, the name. Thank you. Remember yeah, the yeah. Name. Put
2: some respect on that name. Uh, oh, I mean, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, yeah. old, old age. I mean, they were just <laughs> their speed was just you know, just burning afterburners out on every play. So, uh, hats off to them. Now, that, that was just a well earned goal in my in my regard. I don't know if you guys saw it differently.
0: No, uh, for sure. Like no, credit no credit to the New York Red Bulls for that press. Um, but that being said, I still think it was a clearless giveaway from Mark Delgado. And kind of further to that point. Delgado, like you said, Delgado was put in sort of a poor position there by Omar Gonzalez. Delgado was in a position to play right back. Now we mm-hmm. can talk mm-hmm. a little bit why he was in that position. And it's sort of the the theme of today's match is that TFC had nothing going offensively. So mm-hmm. Richie Larea, trying to create something offensively, he found himself actually on the other side of the field. He was completely on the other side of the play because he was trying to do a bit too much to get something going for his team because they had nothing going offensively today. And therefore yep. you have Mark Delgado, who for me, like he should not be playing on the, on the right midfield. That, that to me is just that that's a coaching mistake for me straight yep. up because it's, it's straight multiple, up multiple times. We've seen him played on the right side so far this season and he doesn't keep possession. He, mm-hmm. you know, we, he's a player we want to include in our side because we know how good he is. He's still 25 years old and he's proven it in the past that he's a, he's an MLS, you know, He's twenty five really forever. He's been, been twenty
2: five <laughs> for seven years. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, out it, of
0: position there for me. It's,
2: yeah, yeah, no, it's the anti Delgado. Everything that we depend on him for, you put him on that right hand side, and it's like the the Bizarro version. It's it's it, almost it, it's know.
0: almost unfair to him. But that bit, he had a he had a howler of a game today. Oh, he, a howler! He was howler. He was not good today. He gave away the ball far too many times, yeah. and mm-hmm. he looked lost out there at the times, straight up. So. Um, I think that's something they'll have to look for moving forward. Um, but let's let's move on again because we can spend days talking about that goal. Jaden Jaden
2: Nelson, what did we think about his performance today? Because I I saw Shaft 2.0. I mean, it was wonderful when he tried to take guys on one on one. His crosses were the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Maybe next to next to Shaft. And how many and,
0: crosses did you count from Jaden Nelson today?
2: Uh, more than zero, less than any good. <laughs> I mean he, he might dude I was had, doing, he might I was doing the like game thread crosses. so yeah
3: he might well, have Well I just like I just saw the
2: too. same I just saw the same hesitation um you know there th- things that I things that I noticed um and again you know you can tell me if if I'm if I'm from outer space but the second phase of attack we were all ball watching I mean every every time we got the ball back for any kind of second phase penetration nobody was making any runs so even if the cross was pinpoint nobody was there uh what was the other thing and and then no and then nelson i i I thought you know we keep hearing about how he shreds guys and puts them on skates i don't i didn't see it i mean like it and 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 the and the pay like the pace seemed to stop dead with him which is the opposite of what we've been heard right like suddenly he was patient on the ball when he should have just been bombing down that flank. Like if he can, if he can undress guys, why is he stopping dead and not just bombing down the flank? And that I noticed a whole bunch of times. It's
0: for uh, me, it's, it's picking and choosing those moments for Nelson. It's something he definitely has to work on, but there were two or three times during that match where Nelson beat his defender. One v one touched it inside and the player he touched it inside to was either Michael Bradley, Nick DeLeon, maybe even Mark Delgado, those are guys who struggle to pick a final pass. Hmm. And if you're beating a guy, you're touching the inside to Alejandro Pozuelo, <clears throat> I think that's a different end result. Completely. Um, knock on maybe, wood, buddy. Maybe <laughs> maybe so maybe or Solteldo, maybe Nelson doesn't, you know, receive the ball back in some of those cases. It seemed to me like every single time TFC picked up the ball in the final third, they were playing the very first pass that they saw forward. And if it was way too simple. And Alejandro mm-hmm. Pozuelo changes that, that that dynamic like that. He changes it yeah. so quickly, right? So okay. I think it's it's tough when you don't have a number 10. Even Osorio. If you throw Osorio as a number 10 there in the midfield to sort of be that, that outlet to find, find that final pass. That final pressure third,
2: valve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your final yeah, third yeah.
0: becomes that much better. So with Jaden Nelson, uh, I saw him taking guys on. I saw him beating guys. I saw him at times you know, trying to do a bit too much. But I think a lot of that was as a result because of the pieces around him. He didn't really have the right pieces to sort of work off. So personally, I liked what I saw from Jaden Nelson. I liked that he was aggressive. I liked that he was taking guys on because we know he he's capable of doing that. It's just, I think he he needs some help there, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 uh, it's, it's a fair I am nice caught myself with both of you guys because it's like, you know, you you want to. That's because
2: we're we're basically agreeing with each other, just
1: yeah, <laughs> in a roundabout way. A, yeah. It's an incomplete grade, right? I mean, you you in, in the vacuum of not playing with Pozuelo, not playing with any strike, you know, uh, striker who's fit and and them sure maybe kids look a step off, but maybe they're being a, they're not being in a position to succeed either, right? With it with the guys. I I think them. that's so, like, a they,
2: very good shout, and I and that came up. A lot on on the on the bird app while uh while the game was in play that there were yeah. you know the kids are being asked to do too much there's too many yeah. of out them out of them out there at any given time and that they're not and, and yes yeah.
1: that's, that's it Jeff sorry sorry like I'm not a no no no, big, no please and I'm not the big owner of like hashtag play the kids like I mm-hmm. want to see the best 11 um, if there's Canadians on that best 11, that's fantastic. I also don't believe Toronto FC's job is to develop players for the Canadian men's national team. There's, nope. There's other avenues for that. I want to see the best 11. I want to win every single trophy there is, and then I want to go to Qatar and win the FIFA World Cup, right? Like, that's my ideal thing. Yes! Not yes, I'm sir. I'm here to, do, mm-hmm. to see a developmental pathway through Toronto FC. So having said that, I, I, you know, if the kids are going to play, I'd like them to be earning – outplaying Mark Delgado, outplaying, uh, you know, uh, like, like Luke Singh is, is someone who may have just start sneaking himself into the conversation as this season goes on. of maybe he just outplays Omar Gonzalez on certain, uncertain certain, uh, mm-hmm. weeks in training and in game gets his spot. So, so for me, I'd like, I'd like, a, I'd like the kids to be like a little touch and a dash here, you know, uh, 30 minutes in a Canadian championship. One of them gets to start uh, on a midweek game, but you know,
2: we've we've certainly seen, not you know, five pre- at a time being asked to yeah do and that's everything. The thing yeah and,
1: and, and i think and i think and i think that isn't a that's unfair to them as well as much as we want to give them you know so, some pl- uh, fans want to give them development time and want to see the kids i think they would be the first one to say as well well not like this like in a position to succeed yeah. have them surround them well, with well. Oslo with Josie Altador, with uh, the rest of your dps. Wish to tell to win there and then see what they look like, right? Well, five yeah. of them together. Well, sorry, to it, it what, what choice?
0: So TFC had two kids really in their lineup, unless you want to consider Iowaknol as a kid. They had Jade Nelson. They had Ralph preso today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, I mean overall in the last three weeks, and I, and I and agree with
0: you. There's, that's a different conversation because that's injuries. Yeah. They had they're missing ten players before that. Well, they and, were forced to play a lot a f- of their kids. And that's right? the
1: same issue. And that's the same issue as it is today, right? And. In a, in a perfect world, um, Soteldo is already taking one of those spots. Uh, Ralph Preso's spot is gone to Jonathan Osorio. Um, and these guys, are some of them are back in TFC2, and some of them are on the bench, right? You know, so we'll see. Uh, it in great for me, Michael, to, uh, to, uh, and Jeff, to answer your original question. It's it's not fair to just grade them at all based off anybody work there. They're being thrown in with the Sharks, and it's unfair to ask anything more them than just to survive at this point.
2: It yeah. could stunt their development. It could it could it could put bad juju on, on on them stepping out on a pitch. I mean, let's not mince words here, right? For sure. So. and we
0: think back to like Jaden Nelson's debut with Toronto FC. He was thrown into that game against New York City FC um in the MLS's back tournament for their their knockout, their round of sixteen game. And like we said there, that just wasn't the time to sort of play Jaden Nelson.
3: Yep. Was, to, yep. was Absolutely.
0: today was today a fair time to play Jaden Nelson? I mean, I don't think it was unfair. Like I think he, he didn't again, I don't think he did he's a, he's a soccer.
2: He's a soccer player. I mean, eventually he, he has to play soccer, right? So, you know, all signs point to yes, there's nobody else that can fill his spot. We we're, that's the thing you know, too.
0: Like you've yeah. Endo on the bench, unless you wanna go out there start Subasa Endo as opposed to Jaden Nelson, which is something I can't say I agree with at all. Um, then they're kinda handicapped here until they, they get some of their money <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on because mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time in the first half. So let's yeah, get the yeah. second go half late. going. Um, uh, let's bring uh, a second New York Red Bulls goal. Yeah. Yeah, here we go.
2: There Man, it is. they really started that late, but whatever.
0: Yeah, what's What's up, New York Red Bulls? Get your videos Yeah, back. seriously. <laughs> so essentially, what happened there the balls played through the middle um, on Omar Gonzalez's left shoulder in between Chris Mavinga's right. Um, And it clearly finds the the New York Red Bulls attacker. Alex Bono comes out, doesn't get enough on the ball. It's kind of squeaks past. And once again, his third goal in four matches so far this MLS season, that's 17 year old Caden Clark. And, he is something special let alone on the goal cuz obviously he had the intuition to follow that up but that's probably one of the easiest goals he'll ever score i mean alex he's bono a was baller. his strike
2: partner in that in that setup Let's, you know he was running he's his face to goal i i, I it, yeah you know uh yeah yeah, uh, yeah.
1: beating a, beating the a horse from the previous i mean is bono at fault at that is there anything better that he could have done i mean it, it,
0: I don't know. Tough yeah. play. No, like cause there was room in behind. So he does have to leave his line. Um, yeah. And we've, you know, we've talked about him being too far back or too off his line in the past where he got yeah. chipped literally last game. This time, maybe he's a little bit too far behind. But regardless, great ball in behind. I think Chris mm-hmm. Mabinga has to do a little bit better on that initial pass to sort of close yep. off that gap so that doesn't get through. Um, and then I think on the replay, it showed a little bit of a better angle of, Alex Bono did get a piece of the ball. It seemed to like deflect back off the striker. If anything, I'd like him to be a little bit stronger, kind of come away and clean that whole play up. But you know, sometimes you just, there's there's some bad bounces that happen. And unfortunately it bounced just past Bono and, and into the back of the net. But I think that problem has to be sniffed out before it even reaches Bono, in my opinion.
2: It's a good shout. It's just, you know, based on on that red bull video they really painted him with uh with big clown shoes right like the only the only thing we saw of alex bono on that red bull replay was him you know as a, as a as a strike partner running back to his own goal uh yeah yeah
0: yeah and then Caden clark yeah he has a deal already i think it is to go to rb salzburg leipzig, or leipzig yeah.
2: leipzig yeah, um, yeah.
0: and yeah we'll see him move over there in in Europe, and I think in at the end of the season, I think it is or next season. Um, but yeah, the earlier as, the better. I haven't yeah, really, <laughs> I don't saying, want to play as, him anymore. <laughs> yeah, we got we to enjoy Clark it before he leaves for that club. Yeah, am
2: I am I enjoying this? I don't I don't I don't detect any enjoyment. So <laughs> sweet.
0: Like my girlfriend, who doesn't even really watch soccer. Um, mm-hmm. She she tuned the turned on this match in the background she's like, text me immediately. She's like, "Caden Clark is sick." And she, says does, she says it to, doesn't even like watch soccer. So, you know, this is a kid who's 17 yep. years old. He's standing birthday, out. Birthday um, present
2: ideas. Get her the Red Bulls jersey with the. With the, the jersey. <laughs> yeah, heck no. <laughs>
0: heck no. <laughs> um, we uh, saw our, our own young, young gun come on today, though, as well. Mm-hmm. In the second half, we saw Jaquil Marshall-Rudy. Unfortunately, as you guys maybe alluded to a little bit earlier, come into a really unfortunate situation here at Toronto FC in the second half, where it seemed like they were a bit lifeless after, especially after giving up that second goal. But even, even in that first goal, like sucked the wind right out of the press.
2: There was no press after that first goal. I mean, it was bits and pieces. But who who, he went for
0: oral right. Uh, one of the two, yeah, yeah, one of the two, yeah,
2: some, one of the two,
1: somewhere around there. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. even. still, I was talking with Kristen on Twitter, Kristen Knowles. Um, that oral, oral subbing was a little bit odd. I mean, Leslie had already predetermined that he was only fit to go for sixty-sixty-five, which doesn't seem like it. I thought he I thought he played decent enough to, to 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 kind of stay in there and and, and maybe Mark Delgado uh, had less than a stellar match, uh, mm-hmm. but you know maybe it's just. Maybe it's just positional. But I'm not, not again, not really sure what Armis is doing. It's like for if he's moving around. Because, you know, there was a lot of changes even when Sateldo came on. You know, he took over the spot that De Leon had. De Leon dropped back, you know, and everyone kind of shifted around. So wasn't really sure if he needed to make a like-like change. In which case, I would have kept Oro on. I wasn't really... Uh,
0: so, I
1: didn't see anything from Oro that suggested he should have been off at that point. I think,
0: I think Oro was a casualty to sort of the formation changing. Because okay. right yeah, before that the team brought on Justin Morrow for Ralph Criso yeah, So they yeah. brought on a natural left back. And, you know, you already have Richie Larrea right back. And what you wanted to do is you wanted to bring on another attacker. So you're right. He, Jaquil Marcherudy did come on for Oro Jr. there. Um, again, he wasn't having the worst game. Was, was he a casualty? I think he was. I think he was just a casualty of the formation changing. So I don't know. Again, you can question whether or not that was the right move because there were other candidates definitely to be subbed off. Um, but I think since he is a fullback, that's just that's just the way it goes sometimes, unfortunately. And I think he's gonna find himself in that position quite a bit moving forward because you know, you're gonna have the injection of Kamar Lawrence into this lineup as well, which makes playing time, you know, even tougher for someone like Aro to find.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I I I we said this on Twitter yesterday. I think the best I think the best starting eleven includes L- Lawrence. Oro and Lorea and it's just you got to find a way to play Lorea a little bit more yep. forward. Um,
2: absolutely,
3: and, and absolutely.
1: And if, if you want to play the, if you want to play what we what we just saw New York do today, Mike, um, with that you know, blinding speed on both sides of the wing, if you want to do that, then Lareya is your prime candidate to at least fill okay. one of those pressing roles. Right. Mm-hmm. So now we now we see if now we see if Chris Armis has the wherewithal the the you know to start moving some chess pieces around as as Players start getting healthy, coming back in whenever that magical date may be. Um, and then we go from there. So uh, we'll I, I'm. I'm not necessarily convinced that it's a Lorea or Oro um, decision on that right side there. I think that maybe we can play both of them. So we'll
0: see. Yeah. Um, one yeah. major. Do, do you have something mm-hmm. on there, Jeff? Well, let's
2: stop playing Justin Morrow as a midfielder. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like this is. I I, I'm going to say it 2018 shades of Michael Bradley playing center back. Like I know we're injured and I know, you know what I mean? But like we are not at a place where we can start playing players out of their natural positions. If we don't have to, I, you know, it feels awfully scorched earth. I know we're injured. I know we're missing all our DPs. I know we're going, we're coming to, we're bringing a knife to a gunfight, but you know do we have to also play players out of position on a regular basis this feels like tinkering this feels like what people the the criticisms that people were leveling against Henri uh at Montreal last season right like did he did he ever start the same lineup twice he was perpetually tinkering and at a and at a certain point you have to go this isn't this isn't this doesn't wash anymore this isn't figuring out tactical noose this is he doesn't know what team he has right and and i would hate to be there 2 months into into the MLS campaign, um, you know, our magic get-out-of-jail-free card, unfortunately, is the is half the comments we're seeing. We won't know until, you know, the moon is in its proper phase and Pozuelo is 100% and Osorio is this and, and that and this and that and this, this has to drop before that has to drop and the knee bone is connected so, to the hip bone and et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. No, Mike, let me ask you guys a question then. In, in your in your perfect scenario, the i the, the perfect manager he makes one of two decisions, either he doesn't play players out of position and plays you know keeps putting people into the system uh into it into the system they design, or he says okay I have a plethora of these types of players I got a plethora of wing backs right now maybe I play a five three two maybe I play a five three four one. Um, what would be what would you want from chris armis or are you giving him a pass that he is absolutely married to this press system despite not having the personnel to properly run it putting justin moral you know uh square square pegs into round holes i was just about or, to say
2: square peg round hole yeah
1: or or would you prefer that he says okay listen until the cavalry arrives healthy i'm going to switch up my system a little bit just try to play drag these games out to a you know, a nil-nil draw and hopefully get one ball out of it and, or, and try to take a point each time until I can hold still? Because right now what he's doing is not uh, working. And, and so what would
3: you him to
0: do? <laughs> well, well, here's here's what I will say about that, about <laughs> to Justin Marr point. Like, he he came into the match, he was in midfield to start the match, but he, 10 minutes later he shifted to left back. So I think or I'm, I am I do don't mind a coach at all who's willing to try new things and maybe something he's seen in training that has worked. So there is that. I also don't mind a coach who's willing to adjust on the fly. Uh, Armis has shown that, you know, he can adjust in some certain circumstances. But the biggest problem today for me was just that TFC had no structure. They had Zero. absolutely no structure. It was Tim soccer. Yeah. And I think the biggest point, I, I tweeted this out, is the fact that they had no number 10. They had. There's only two players on this team right now who can play as a number 10. And that's the unfortunate truth. It's it, it's it's sad to be honest. It's Jonathan Osorio and Alejandro Pozuelo. So what I would like to see, to, to sort of answer your Thanks. question, is to for the coach to adjust his system to the fact that you don't have a number ten. Yeah, I would like yeah. to see like, the coach change his formation and play a different okay. kind of system when you don't have like, I, the personnel. One one hundred percent. Because at a certain
2: point, we stop asking questions and we start making the deduction that he doesn't know how to do anything else right i mean that's a that's a fair shout right we're not there yet but but you know eventually yeah i mean you know if you keep trying to blunt force you know something that's not working with personnel that aren't doing it then do you have anything else in your toolbox right like you know what i mean so and i don't want i don't want to come i don't I don't I don't want to come to that eventuality where we have to to ask those questions. And I think that, that in that influences some some of the frustration today. I cannot believe we've gone 40 minutes and not discussed the debut yeah. ever
0: before we do that. I, I just <laughs> yeah. don't like like you said, I don't think we're at that point yet. We're where, not there yet. Where you know Armis he's made quite a few adjustments on the field. He's tried a bunch of different things. It's just more so you have to get that structure right, and that's so important. That's here is so my important.
2: here is my caveat, though. As you well know, I am at the point where I'm ready to shoot the TFC medical staff directly into the sun, but that <laughs> we'll save that for something else. Um, we're at 40 minutes, and we haven't discussed the debut of Jefferson Solteo. and I think that that is a, a, a representation of the of well his said. debut. You well know what said. I mean? Uh, he was he was anonymous out there. Um, yeah, I, and saw,
0: he, I saw a tweet on Twitter. <laughs> Someone's like, we're embarrassing us in front of Jefferson Siltel, uh, Transfer <laughs> request?
2: That's the, fir- the first English <laughs> she will ever know is transfer request. <laughs> no, no, think about his, it. First, his first and only English statement will be transfer request. Jefferson is
0: uh, driving down the left wing, and he's trying to link up with Patrick Mullins and Justin Morrow. Like, and then you have Mark Delgado coming in, you know, trying to support. Like, what is this guy thinking right now? <laughs> when he's I'm like, thankfully, they, they have training sessions, I'm sure they've seen like what's going on there. But damn, man, they,
2: damn, they, and they triple marked him, they had three guys on him at all times because they knew
0: he was the only oh, threat I mean- he had going forward.
1: <laughs>
2: there <damn> was, <laughs> there was, uh, there was, it was
1: like the 80. 80- 85th, 87th minute, somewhere down there. Uh, Jefferson got down the left hand side. And uh, I think that he had two players directly on him and one player kind of uh, just stand guard right behind him, the two defenders in case he burst through. I and mean, I mean, he was doing a samba dance with the ball. It was one tap, two taps, circle, spin. And over to the bottom of the corner is Mark Delgado standing there with his hands on his hips, just. Refusing to make a cut into the space that he had created, I saw that. I saw that
2: a lot. I saw that a lot, and 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 he was just drove me mental. I
1: think think Delgado was waiting for like pass out, and I'm like looking at Delgado, going, "Dude, how much more dancing can I do with this ball before you just take this space I created for you here?" Uh, And I, you know, that's, but that's uh, Mike just nailed it a couple of minutes ago. There's no true number ten, so there's no everybody else. Everybody else on that field is playing like Pozuelo is still there. Like, they're go- Like, I don't have to occupy that space because this is normally where Pozuelo would run through. And it's like. That's a good okay, shout, man. That's a little bit on you guys. You know, do, do something else here. Uh, you know, he's not walking through that door any minute right now. So, yeah, it's think it, be great again for Jefferson Stilato because poor guy is playing with, uh, you know, four kids and. Um, Mark Delgado, and some
2: and, and and some chewing gum and some and some pre, yeah. some yeah. pre-cooked chewing gum. Yeah, no I agree. I agree with you. But again, um we're into the season, so you know we can lament with our gallows humor about, you know, uh, Jefferson playing with, uh, with a couple pylons and a bag of chips. But, you know, when do we start getting, like, properly in- in- indignant about this? Wow, did that ever come out difficultly out of my mouth? Angry. I'll say angry instead of trying to use a 25-cent word. But, like, <sighs> I mean, just, you know, See, where, is sit, sit, where is everybody? Where is it? Out, where's where's Where Where is Osorio? So, there's, Where's there's Josie? Two, there's two Where people is everybody?
0: On. There's two people that are really missing, and that's that. That we you know that is kind of cause for concern. That's Azorio and uh, Pozuelo, and then Josie altered Obviously, the vaccine shot, whatever illness he's whatever to go some sort of illness, and that's what the team keeps telling us. So yeah. we'll just go off that because you know you don't really fake that stuff unless something serious. You're is an, an up, asshole, so. but yeah. Okay. So. Um, and he's also listed on the injury official injury report as out with an illness. So Mm -hmm. in terms of Josie Altidore, like we can give him a pass that we hope he gets better. And I hope all is well there now, Pozuelo, this is, this is where the issue is for, for TFC fans is the lack of transparency,
2: zero transparency.
0: I don't think it's an issue of him. You know, if they tell, if they told us the beginning of this, you know, when he picked up his knock, if if Alejandro Pozuelo is going to be up four to six weeks. Planned
1: for I, it,
0: yeah. We both want. Right, it's the fact that every time we've asked about Alejandro Pozuelo, we're like, "Oh, he's getting close. Oh, he's getting yeah. close. Yeah, he's almost." Actually, oh, sorry, he's, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> and then obviously to the, today on the broadcast, they're like, "TFC, uh, Pozuelo is going to be out seven to fourteen more days." Yeah,
2: and they just sort of casually threw that in there, like in the middle of the run of play, just like, "Yeah, well, by yeah. the way,"
0: <laughs> which is which is sort of something we kind of got from mm. speaking to Chris Armas on Thursday was that okay. Pozuelo wasn't quite there yet. But again, we don't know what there actually is. And, you know, me and Jeff, we've talked about this. Ad, but we, I don't think we give Pozuelo, we don't rush Pozuelo back. I don't think anyone here wants to see Pozuelo step on the field and re-injure his thigh for some whatever time longer. So I think, again, it, go, it comes back to the lack of transparency, and that's why TFC fans are so frustrated. They tell us four to six weeks. We plan for six weeks. Okay, you know, we'll see you in, in two more weeks. Tej, yep. you so, obviously know this better than most people. Yeah, Tej. I mean, sometimes, exactly. Right? Tej, sometimes that's yeah. just not how injuries work. Injuries are sometimes tricky, and you know, especially muscle injuries. So, in your opinion, Tej, what's the problem here with with the Pozuelo uh, situation?
1: Well, um, uh, Mike. I, I again, it, we're going all off tweets and conjecture. From you know, uh, I I wouldn't even be able to get. I, I literally would that's be what, just shooting a dart here. That's what I'm nothing. Saying. Cause, because the, the you know um, I'll, I'll give you my I'll give you this advice I'll give you this medical input. The body is complex. Um, you know, it, are we talking about the quadriceps? Or are we talking about the hamstrings? And then the quadriceps are four different muscles. The tricep, uh, the, the hamstrings are three different muscle grants Then you have Jonathan Azor. He said it was a thigh injury, but, and now we learn more. It was an iliotibial band syndrome, right? So IT band injuries typically occur with runners, and it's just an infl- it's an inflammation, and and they can strike up like. That's like fasciitis. Like you wake up one minute you're fantastic, and mm-hmm. then the next day you wake up and you haven't even run that day, and then all of a sudden your IT band flares up. Um. So at least with Zorio, like I, I woke I, I read that initially that he was not going to be in the lineup, and I was just kind of like, what the heck? You know, like I think we echoed. Uh, we were all we, we were there. Yeah, crap, we were there. Right? yeah, we were there. Yeah, we were. All yeah. in all caps, and we were like, what What is this injury? When they were being a little bit more clear that it's an IT band syndrome, I was just like, "All right, you know, I honestly, you can you can come down the stairs sometimes the wrong way and have an IT band syndrome." I remember there was a golfer who who was just walking from the tee box to the green and flared up his IT band syndrome, withdrew from a tournament. Um, so that's fine. The problem with uh,
0: how do you get that
2: healthy? I, it sounds to um, me like you can't. You it's how just, do you it, it, is yeah. there a way to
0: get that healthy to treat that injury? Yeah, yeah, a lot of an IT band
1: syndrome. So, uh, uh, I'll try to keep it. It's essentially like a really long ligament issue. Um, and, and not, you know, so you're not really relying on muscular healing, healing or tendon healing. Um, it's just a tarot card. Sorry.
2: Tarot cards. <laughs> yeah. no, not tarot cards. Wait, <laughs> okay. What does
1: it mean when my tarot card says I'm, flying it? I'm injuring my IT band syndrome? Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, not so much. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of ice, a lot of uh, anti-inflammatories. You know, they should be pumping him full of Advil. Um, And and it might be that he could have probably played tomorrow, um, or could probably play this evening. Like sometimes those IT band syndromes are just kind of like, you know, they'll die down just as quick as they pop back up. So for him, it's not going to be something that you'd expect to linger either. Like I I would walk with Nasori's injury going. This was just an acute thing, and it's not going to be something that he's going to be bothered for the rest of the year with. They'll ice it, they'll, they'll massage it down, they'll get the inflammation on there. Michael, the problem with that injury is it's not a lot of vascularity, and so you just got to try to find ways to get blood flow into that tissue. So a lot of deep tissue massages and that kind of stuff. So nothing that we're concerned with, oh, this is going to be a compensatory injury with something else down the road. Like, when Oso comes back, Oso's back. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. So when you ask me about Pizuelo, you uh, we're all we don't know, uh, <laughs> we don't know, and, and, we don't know, and I, think, and I think for them to be, uh, you know, the club policy is this Pat Quinn with upper body injury and the guy missing <laughs> an arm,
2: you know, like it should
1: be like the guy's got a broken arm, and the thing you'd be like, Oh, he's out with an upper body injury, like, come on, dude, like we can clearly see his arm is hanging off here. So I, I, I think they need to be a little bit more
0: transparent, I,
1: I they need to be a little bit more transparent. And let us know. Is it a quad? Is it a hamstring? Is it a muscular injury? Is it a tendon You know, injury? Is it down to the patella? You know, whatever it may be. Because then we, we're, we're smart enough fans that we could say, like you said, Michael, tell us at the beginning. And we won't keep bringing this up every single game when the lineup gets announced. We will, we'll, we'll take our lumps. Like we knew uh, last year, whenever it was that, Michael Bradley's ankle injury was going to be exactly this time frame. And we all talked about it. We had a window and he actually beat his window, right? This is Michael freaking yeah. Bradley. So yeah, yeah. we it, it it was you know Giovinco's had a previous injury, and we knew okay it was going to be exactly twenty one days, and we knew how life with Giovinco without Giovinco is going to be. But there, you know, they, it's this he's on the sidelines, and then they'll say he's participating in training. Like I, mm-hmm. I it was just it was just a random comment during the middle of the game. Oh, well, he's in yeah. training, he's not fully into training, two to four more, uh, seven to fourteen more days, and yeah. I think yeah. that's where PlayStation gets in.
2: Uh-huh. It feels like evasion. It feels like bog standard evasion, uh, evasionary tactics. I mean, let's call this, again, let's call a spade a spade.
0: I think I think at the beginning of the season that actually was the case because TFC were actually not even saying anything because they were facing Club Lyon and nobody had tape on them. They were keeping everything close to the vest. Now, I don't, again, I don't know what the injury was for Pozuelo. Was it a tricky injury that was actually, you know, maybe it takes him longer to recover than they initially Mm -hmm. anticipated? I'm sure, I'm I'm not a doctor again, Tej, would you have better, you know, answer for this? But was that an injury that, you know, they they might think he's back in three weeks, but it actually, you know, he's not quite there yet at the three-week mark. Maybe it takes five weeks. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the case, because like I said, I think we're all in agreement here that we don't want to rush Alejandro Pozuelo back for him to, you know, re-aggravate this this injury. We want it for it to be behind him, right?
1: Yeah, Mike, I I, I hate you for making good points and kind of calming me and Jeff off the ledge because you
0: know, we're like, we're ready to. <laughs> no, I'm on. I'm
1: I it. am.
2: I live on the ledge, man. Knife edge. Yeah, that's no, where I live, watch, so. Yeah,
1: I, I think you'll always be permanently on the ledge. He's walking me back on top of I will. It,
2: <laughs> I, will I, I want
1: to yell. But Mike, if I can make a point here uh, to yours, it's absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, I, I, I know you I know you're you're a basketball fan as well. Um, and this injury gets into uh, I'll use an example of why these if, if it is again, I'm guessing here, but if it is a if it is a hamstring injury, one of the most famous examples of a mismanaged hamstring injury was quadrunner by the San Antonio Spurs uh, hmm. where what happened was um, he they kept getting MRIs on him. And X-rays and ultrasounds and joint, you look great. Like you should be playing. And he was telling them, No, I'm hurting, and I'm not hurting in a stationary position. I'm hurting when I go to run. So whatever your MRI is showing is not picking up what's actually the extent of the injury. And he ended up having something called calcific tendinosis, where the muscle never showed up to be injured on the MRI, but it was always as he was running, it constantly started tearing like a bone chip off, and, and there was just no way to. And until it finally blew up, and then, you know, he got managed better here in Toronto. So if it's Pozuelo telling them, I, I then I'm fine with that. If, if they go, you know, you look good, your MRIs look good, and Pozuelo going, yeah, when I'm doing the drills, I'm feeling bad. I'm, and, I'm, I'm hurting. All for,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: all for it, yeah. Because the, the Spurs damn near, you know, almost tanked a, a year and a half of Kawhi Leonard's uh, career off of that, which is... Surprising, because they're one. Of the, I'm sure Michael knows. You know, that like agrees. They're probably one of the best-run organizations in the, the NBA. Um, they're hmm. like, you know, the New England Patriots. You know, they're sure. they're, they're well-run. So, wow. if if, if will telling the club, uh, I, I just don't feel good. That could be it. But again, it's all. This is all me just speculating and conjecture. Because, yeah.
2: but I love your speculation in, because because it's a new wrinkle. I, I also feel it's important to state explicitly if. If it's between me knowing what's actually going on with a player and gamesmanship to make sure that we have an edge on an opponent, I choose the latter one hundred percent of the time. I don't need to know over and above a potential competitive advantage. I just think that's that's no, very this, important. This is beyond gamesmanship,
0: and, because he has told, yeah. he's told us that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 but but yeah. just in, 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 in if all things being equal, I will always fall on the side of, of a potential competitive advantage. I don't yeah. I don't need to know that badly at the expense of the team winning games. But I think we're past that point winning, here. But
3: the
1: team's yeah, not Yeah, exactly. Games. Exactly. And so, and, there is no and, advantage
2: and, there is no yeah. advantage to to being mum on the issue at this point yeah. other than pissing us that. off and evading <laughs> what is potentially an even worse situation right it's just you know, simple t- logic to be it's, fair, it's deductive reasoning right
0: to be fair i think from maybe a week ago onwards they have been kind of as transparent as, as they wanted to be um chris armis you know has told us that that posello is re- kind of returning to training but he's not fully in the training session yet um they didn't give us an exact timeline. So if that's like what we're missing, sure. Like I, I, I hear everybody on that because I yeah, totally yeah, yeah. agree. I would like a timeline for Pozzuolo, at least a timeline that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like we said, these injuries are super tricky. We don't know what's happening. We don't know if it's Pozuelo that's being like, hey, like, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. Like, and I don't and expect and them to disclose to that open. either.
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I, would, I would be surprised if the club disclosed that. We don't deserve sure. to know. And you know,
0: it, yeah. One more point on that is that Toronto C aren't the only one dealing with an in, a situation like that. L A F C right now <laughs> is well, L A F C right now is dealing with a similar situation with Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela mm-hmm. picked up what looked like a, a knock or an injury. Kind of, I think it was maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. It was in a when match. Bradley,
2: when Bob Bradley took him off and then claimed when Bob, Bra- exactly yeah. when Bob
0: Bradley yeah. took him off and Vela actually wanted to go back on and play. And it became this whole media stunt that you know Bob Bradley was taking Carlos Vela off. Bob Bradley actually had to come out and sort of almost apologize yep. for that. Um, so that oh, was wow. that that kind of hit headlines. And then turns around two weeks, next two weeks, Carlos Vela isn't even training with Zero, LAFC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wow. you know you never know with injuries like this. There are so many yeah. different factors, and we're not privy to all of those factors, especially this, not these in are, the training I, room. What?
2: Wonderful shouts, Mike. You're 100% wow. right.
0: I, I will.
1: Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead.
2: But he's also I will 100% say that, wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, will say, I will say this, though. I will say this. Mm-hmm. If, it is, if it is one of those day to day kind of negs, like he's going out there and he's running, and, it, and this is um, the Kawhi Leonard situation, then it also doesn't behoove them to come out on TV and say, 714 14 days, whoever's leaking that information to broadcasters. Because one, it could yeah, be seven, to 14 days. Totally then, irresponsible, then Yeah. Then you're then you're better off just saying it's day to day. and Yep. One hundred percent. We're, we're going to see it because it very well could be with these injuries. And and you know we've all heard that magical thing in basketball circles and Raptor land about uh, load management. Uh, load management <laughs> is this like mathematical formula where you know you put this equation on the board and you go these are the dates yes to select. No one was taking his vo2 max nobody was checking his muscular fatigue balances and you know taking his blood out and checking his protein levels to see what his you know muscle waste was it was a simply a matter of going to quiet on a on a two-week basis and going you know what game would you like to rest here and he kind of let him pick and it was because he listened to his body so all that is to say is if this is one of those situations, then you just let Alejandro Pozuelo say, let us know when you're not hurting anymore and until then, we'll just say your day-to-day. Because in seven to 14 days, if he goes up and feels great for six days and on the eighth day he feels bad and they're not, I think there's going to be a lot more anger. It won't just be Jeff like ranting off <laughs> on the ledge. And I, think be a lot,
0: <laughs> I think there'll be a lot more other fans. Join me. Um, join, join me. Guests. <laughs> Come,
1: we have that room kind of the dark side.
0: That kind of yeah, contradicts. Yeah. That kind of contradicts what we were saying, though, Tej. Like, it's, it's like that we have been getting that sort of day to day mentality from Toronto FC leading up to that seven to fourteen day timeline we got in mm-hmm. today's broadcast, and that's no, what I, led to sort of the frustration, right? So maybe yes. there is a reason why TFC haven't given us that timeline, as you're pointing to. Maybe that's the yes. reason why we're not getting that clear definite definite timeline.
1: But I, I think I think they would be I think they would be best served to say this is what it is, and 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 and, and that's why day to day because right now we only assume it was day to day because I Michael to 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 kind of peel back that contradiction is, is if they told us that it was that kind of injury then we can all accept these are day to day injuries but they're still leading it with generalized five and that could just. That could be a, bu- a bruise, which we would then be like, "No, well, step up!" Like you know, you should be yeah. ready to go. And I, there's a there's a difference in between playing hurt and, and being playing injured. And nobody wants to, see, you know, see him play through an injury. Um, but it's getting later, earlier and earlier. And an zero and three start means you know more questions are going to be asked. These dudes can sure. you play through yeah. this? If, yeah. if they don't start giving us some answers here? For
0: sure, absolutely. All right, gentlemen. Absolutely. We have spent the last 25 minutes talking about an injury that we don't know anything about. It's <laughs> and amazing. It's a long I wouldn't, have had, it. Long,
3: it rain. I wouldn't yeah. have had it
0: any other way, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, before we sort of wrap up here, we're 0-3. Worst we're start since 2012. Are you guys hitting the alarm bells yet? I'll start with I, you. I,
1: I, uh, I pulled my best uh, Martin Bailey hit. Uh, impression here today. And, that was uh, pretty some, savage, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty I, savage I, tweet. I, yeah. I, I thought he was, uh, I thought he would be too busy on Hockey Day in Canada today, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have Martin's access to this, but uh turned out there was a nice little article written by the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune because the Loons are also 0-3. Uh, so it was out, outside of uh, last year with the expanded playoff format, only four clubs have ever come back from an 0-3 start to make MLS Cup playoffs. So, and I think the number for zero and four was only two costs, So, Wednesday's game all of a sudden becomes a must win, right? It's like I said, it's getting it's getting later, earlier and earlier. So, yeah, alarm. I'm uh, I'm getting I'm getting ready to at least have my hand hovering above the alarm bell. Mike,
0: what about you, Jeff? You don't have to ask me. <laughs> just, just been hitting it. Just been pulling fire alarms left, right, and center. It might not even be thrown up. scene. Just just, I'm, just so,
2: I'm just so frustrated. I, I I, agree with all of your points. I agree, you know, measured. It's a jungle out there, and public relations are important, and the court of public opinion is important. But I'm just seeing so much chaos on the field, behind the scenes, you know, and, and I try to apply a a, a logical lens to it and i i just it just keeps i i'm so confused i'm so 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 confused i'm unbelievably frustrated by the injury situation uh you know and uh i don't i don't you know it's just been a listen (laughs) arsenal's doing terrible and tfc's doing terrible so my soccer my soccer uh, uh, uh 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 situation is uh is is not so great right now um Am I overreacting? I mean overreacting is my middle name. So eventually <laughs> eventually we'll get we'll get somewhere where you know we I, I just wanna be happy again.
0: I just wanna be happy again, like <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you and Tez, you make a good point there with that that stat. I don't know how much weight I put into that because when I look at I don't know, when I look around the league on paper, I still do believe this is one of the best teams in the league. That being said, I do still remember 2018 and what happened. Oh, um, but kind of, kind of building off that point, though, is mm-hmm. if you look around the league at the other teams who have been competing in Champions League, I think the record, their records coming into this one were something like two wins, four losses, seven ties. Something, or maybe four, four ties, seven losses. Something like that. So this isn't just a kind of unique to Toronto FC. This is happening to other Champions League clubs. That being said, you know, TFC are probably after today are probably in the worst position versus those four clubs, As, aside from maybe Philadelphia, because I think Philadelphia has also had a really bad start to their season. If
2: we're, if we're chasing Cincinnati to the to the to the drain,
0: <laughs> no one here should be happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, guys, yeah. long season. We have still have what another thirty games, thirty something games to go through, something like that. So yeah, you know, they can't fun. all be crap. Yeah. there's plenty of soccer still to play. There's plenty of time to get this ship, right? There's plenty of time for us to inject Alejandro Pozuelo back into this lineup, get some some bodies back into the mix and see what this TorontoFC's actual strongest starting 11 looks like. Um, before I wrap up here, do you guys have any last final thoughts to add? If
2: eight months from now Chris Armis opens a presser with, hey, remember that game in Leon? <laughs> I have permission to light something on fire, all right. let's just let's just put it that
0: way. All right, <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Ten, <laughs> any final final thoughts?
2: Yeah,
1: I think I, I think the man to watch and the answer to watch now, Hunter, is really, Um If 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 everything revolves around getting a number ten and and everything hinges around that, then the next fourteen days have to go on perfectly for Toronto FC to make this work. I'm a little bit quick schedule here. That means I if, if it if it goes all the way to fourteen days, he'd be missing a game against Columbus NYCFC and Orlando. So you know, three teams that are. Columbus, I know, is having a bad nice start, but three teams theoretically that would be ahead of you in the standings or ones that you would be fighting for in, the, in for playoff positioning. So, uh, I, I think what needs to happen is is a complete judgment on this team um, is upheld until the best eleven get in, Mike. And then I'd love to be a guest back with you guys. And no, rather absolutely, and rather the debate and rather the debate being. You know, injury, and we're arguing. Why is you know why is Oral not getting any minutes in this eleven? Why is you know Lorraine <laughs> no, not in there? I, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like you know I'd like for this debate to be like we have way too many good players in Chris. Yeah, we're to too good. I, I mean, we just does. can't get all yeah. all
2: that goodness out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Let, yeah, I'd love, let's have this, you know injury be like a thirty second like you know discussion, and then we, we're just talking about our bigger discussion is is how does Chris get all these minutes, and then it's it sucks, but. The grade gets up, high, but again, if they go 0-6 in the next three games, because there's does it even matter what the best 11 looks like in June or July? Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah no, see. yeah,
0: yeah. And on that yeah. note, yeah, TFC are going to be faced with a very tricky schedule coming up. I think they have mm-hmm. Columbus on Wednesday, New York City FC on Saturday, Bayern Munich think,
2: on Sunday.
0: Yeah, Bayern mm-hmm. on Sunday, <laughs> I imagine. Um, and then, you know, before the before the end of this month, before May closes out, they face Columbus once again, the defending MLS Cup champions. But the good news there is, you know, Columbus can't use Liam Frazier against us. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I think we got some hope, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On that note, yeah, I guess. Mike, I think, yeah, go ahead.
1: Thank you. Well, I was just going to say, uh, at least we, you and I have a 26 to look forward
0: to, though, right? Hey. hey glory 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 um yeah so oh thank you oh god i'm
2: sharing a space with two man united oh it just dawned on me ah. anyway yeah. yeah let's end this right now before you guys start talking about european football because i don't even know what that is anymore Cheers.
0: <laughs> yeah thank you everybody in the Thanks chat for, for joining us for Yeah, we really appreciate everybody in the chat, everybody's insight. You guys were awesome today. It was really lively, especially after a disappointing 2-0 loss to the New York Red Bulls. Um, Toronto FC, as we mentioned a couple times on the show, they're what? They have two losses, one draw, and through three games, they have one point. So not quite good enough yet. There is still hope because we haven't seen the strongest starting 11 yet from Toronto FC. Jefferson Siltaldo is still getting his feet wet with the club. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll get a, a designated player in the starting 11 moving forward. That would actually be pretty <laughs> nice. So, All right. Cheers, again, boys. Yeah, let's wrap up there. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please like, rate, and subscribe on iTunes, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any suggestions on how we can improve this show moving forward, please feel free to chime in because this is very much a work in progress. But until, uh, until Wednesday, we'll see you. Cheers.